Okay, Dax, take me through uh, your baseball team. What What is going on with you right now coaching? You mentioned Keith Bird is helping you take care of the business side of it. Tell me about how your team came about. You know, you know, I've, I'm a manager with the telephone company. And, uh, you know, really busy full-time job, you know, uh, lots of hours every week. So when my son got to the point where we decided travel ball was where he needed to be to try to uh, improve his skills and move on, you know, I thought about coaching, uh, but I just didn't feel like I had the time to coach a travel ball team because it's a major commitment. As, as a lot of you who may be listening understand that, it's a tremendous commitment of time, resources, money into the whole shebang. So what happened was I decided we would go with uh, some other teams. There were a couple other travel teams. Uh, we played a couple of years on, you know, different travel teams, even maybe up to three years. Uh, and I realized at the end of those, the third year that my son was not getting what he needed uh, to develop him as a player. You know, nothing against any of the coaches that, that he had before. Uh, you know, but I just felt like in, in looking back on my development as a player, I didn't feel he was, he was getting what he needed to improve himself as a player. So I, I knew something had to be done. Was it that it was just your kid not developing maybe as much as you thought, or the coaches that were coaching were those parents? Were, were, uh, were those were, dads? Yeah, they were parents. Sure were. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think their kids were developing? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, they were, and 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 again, uh, um, not to you know, not to um, throw anybody under the bus. I, I just felt like that. I had a knowledge maybe that some of them didn't have, uh, and I just felt as if strictly for my son that, that he wasn't developing. And, and, you know, Keith Bird came to me. Hey, he didn't think his son was developing as well. And, and you know, he and I had some conversations at the ball field. And, and you know, it wasn't that we were knocking our coaches, but we just we, I just felt like there was another way to do it and, and maybe – you know, I just felt like for the development of my child and my child only uh, that I needed to step in. And so what ended up happening was Keith approached me about uh, putting a team together ourselves, uh, in which we did. We had a tryout, um, and we basically got what was left over from the Paducah area, um, the leftover players, you know, players that other teams didn't want. Uh, and so we said, hey – you know, I was fine with that, and I told Keith, we're going to take our lumps, you know. We're going to get out there and we're going to play. And, and man, I'm telling you, the first year we took our lumps. Uh, but I can tell you it's it's been a four-year journey since we started our little team. Culminating last year, at the end of the three years, we won a double-A U-triple-S-A World Series down in Florida. Uh, went undefeated through the tournament. And, and you know, and, and it's just a testament – to what hard work and teaching kids how to play properly will do for you. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's been a great experience. And, it, and it's something that I think that I can uh, – something I can kind of uh, communicate to people that may be in that situation. You know, you may be that team or that coach 
that's team gets thumped every week. You know, you go to tournaments, you, you're getting killed every week, and you just don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And, and I think what, what the story we have to tell and, and the things that we can impart to people I think will help them. Okay, so when, when you first put your team together, mm-hmm. was it about winning? No, it was not about winning at all. In fact, uh, we, we spent a great deal of time speaking to our parents and telling them up front, look, we're probably not going to win much at first. And, and uh, you know, some of the parents didn't really like that. They, man, they wanted to win. Some of them had been on winning teams and, and maybe had been cast aside from winning teams. And so they were used to winning. So this was a new experience to them. And so, the, but the thing that we constantly communicated to them was, we are going to do things correctly. We're going to do things properly. And, and we're going to teach our children how to play baseball. And note, note in there, the key thing that I left out was, I didn't say we were going to teach them to win ball games. I said we were going to teach them how to play proper baseball and correct baseball. And, and the byproduct of doing that is you will win baseball games at some point. But it's going to take work and it's going to take time. And, and it did, you know. Uh, our first year, you know, I could go back and look at the records, but, we, you know, we were under 500 our first year. Uh, we won some games, and, you know, we did okay. We had some, you know, we had a little bit of talent, uh, but we really struggled. You know, the following year, we got a little bit better, you know, and I call it incremental movement up the line. Uh, and then, of course, that third year, about really about halfway through the year, we really hit our stride. The, it finally uh, clicked with the kids what it was we were, were teaching them. And, and they, you truly could see the lessons we had taught them through these years had really kicked in. And I'm telling you, by the end of the year, when, at that World Series in Florida, uh, we were the team to beat at that World Series. And, and uh, everyone there knew we were the team to beat. And, and it was just a great feeling when the kids – uh, realize how good they were and that they were on their way to reaching their potential, which they still have not reached their potential yet. And so we're now in year four of this process, and it's been so rewarding. Uh, and, and, but, again, it goes back to do the right thing. Learn how to play correctly. Don't accept kids doing things improperly. Uh, there are, one of the things you learn in baseball is that there are talented kids who can do things wrong as younger children. But as they get older, baseball is one of those games where you have to do it properly, have to do it correctly to to get better and improve. Because eventually you'll reach a point where talent alone won't get you where you need to go. You just said what I have – I've listened to several books recently, and that was that you need to practice perfect. Now, practicing perfect doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle to reach perfection, but don't settle for less. Exactly. The other thing is the time that it takes. It doesn't happen overnight. Yes. It takes a while for some of these ideas and concepts to settle in. And then what you described about the kids realized how good they were they had established a level of confidence is what I was hearing. Yes, exactly. And you know what? If if they lose, they, they know that they're going to lose. It wouldn't be the first time they've done that, right? That's right. And you know that, that word you said there, 
confidence. Baseball, maybe maybe more than any other sport, is about confidence. You know, Shane, you, we've been friends for a long time. The one thing you would never accuse me of is not being confident. Is, yeah, you definitely don't have a lack of confidence. You were uh, an accomplished high school basketball player. Yes, that's correct. I, I think uh, you even played in a, a few state tournaments, held a, a n- most number of three-pointers hit in a state tournament. Uh, I know these stories. Yeah. I've heard these stories. And confidence let, is not something you ever Let me lack. also add, I was all-state tournament team 1989 at the Kentucky State Tournament. But but go on. Please go on. But, yeah, confidence confidence is key. It is. You, um, you have to believe as a baseball player that you are better than the guy that you're playing against. And, you know, baseball is a team sport. But in many aspects of baseball, it's an individual sport. You know, when you're on the mound pitching, you're facing a single batter. And you've got to believe that you are better than that batter. And you've got to, whether you are or not, you have to believe that you are. And the moment you don't believe you are, you will not be. Uh, And same thing as a hitter. You know, when you're at the plate and that pitcher's staring you down, you've got to believe that you are a better batter than that pitcher is a pitcher. And and that that's what it's all about. And and it goes back to something you and I have talked about a lot. It doesn't matter what size, uh, color, uh, speed. It, baseball is the is the great equalizer. There is a spot for generally every body type, as long as you can run a little bit. Uh, but generally every body type, there is a place for you on that field if you want it and you want to develop yourself and be as good as you can be. There's a spot for you, which is why I love baseball beyond any sport that I ever played. How does a kid develop confidence? I'll let you think about that for a minute, and I want to tell you what I observed this past weekend. I seen my son play basketball this past weekend. Uh, he He had the opportunity to play a grade up. He played point guard. He handled pressure well. He brought the ball up the floor confidently and when I say confidently I I, I was I haven't seen that level of confidence especially since he was playing this is the first game he's played up but it dawned on me that I believe that confidence came from the workouts that I've been taking him to over the past couple of months where there has only been one or two other kids at this workout when he's there he doesn't always like to go to him, but I had a conversation with him last week or so and said, hey, I was thinking about getting this uh, trainer to come and work with, with our ball team. And he said, yeah, Dad, but if we do that, everybody will have that. I think where you're going with this, and I would totally agree with you, is confidence is about doing it. Going out there, it's, it's a cumulative uh, effort of putting work in, and it, which is where you, you exactly where you went with it. You, you can't walk out on the field without ever having put any work into something and perform confidently. You've got to have practiced it. You know, a game truly is just is showing what you've done off the field or during practice, you know. Uh, my dad says it all the time. He tells my son, he says, you don't learn anything really in a ball game. All you're doing is showing what you've learned at practice, and practice is where it is. I've I've told you from a basketball standpoint, I won the Kentucky State Tournament a thousand times in my backyard uh, as a middle schooler and and an elementary school player. 
uh, win, you know, I hit winning shots all the time. And, and as a result of that, when I was in the state tournament as a senior, you know, I hit some winning shots, some, some shots that enabled us to win. Because you know what? I had done it a thousand times before. Had, you know, you see, you see players that get to a level and then all of a sudden nerves kick in or they're scared of the moment. It's because they've never visualized themselves doing it. And, and I think that's, that's a lot of it. Work plus visualization, you've got to believe that you can do it. You know, when I would strike guys out, man, I, you know, in my mind, with that tennis ball throwing it up against the brick wall as a kid, I'd struck out a million batters, you know. And I think that that's where it comes from is the hard work. You put the hard work in, you're going to get dividends on it. Are you going to get everybody out? No, you're not going to get everybody out. But you, you, you put yourself in a position to be able to, have a chance to get people out or to get that base hit or or whatever it is you're going for the idea of putting that work in i heard an acquaintance of both of us uh i guess you you have probably a little more experience with him but brent Gaines was telling the story about his son who's doing the same workout that mine is uh was at a tennis match and after doing this workout for a few weeks um after the tennis match, he told his dad, he said, Dad, I got a couple of balls I would not have gotten had I not been doing yeah. that. Oh, yeah. He said, to be honest, I don't know that he's that much faster, but mentally mm-hmm. he's become a little more confident. He believes he's faster. It be- man, you can, you can move mountains with belief. Hard work, visualization, and belief. Yeah. Describe visualization to me. You know uh, – I always, uh, I, I can't remember if it was in a movie that I heard this or, or where it was, but, um, you know, when you're, as a kid, free throws is a perfect example. Have you ever pictured yourself shooting a free throw and not made it? Uh, every free throw that I ever pictured myself making in my mind or visualized myself making, I made them all. You don't, you don't visualize yourself missing free throws. Can, can I interrupt you for just a second? Sure. I was thinking about this the other day, not about free throws specifically, mm-hmm. but if you're going to use free throws, I don't know. It's like I could I could visualize getting there and, and, and seeing the rim and getting ready and, and even launching the ball, but I'll be quite honest. I don't know that the ball – it just disappeared for me. Really? I don't know that I ever could comp- stay focused. Yeah. Or and, and, and I, I don't think I'm the only person that struggles it with the idea of visualization. We've all heard it. Yeah. We've heard it. Visualize it, visualize it. Well, but what does it really look like? It's deep in your mind. Um, I was the kid when I was little. We would walk through the mall. I was the kid swinging the bat, no bat in my hand. I was the kid shooting free throws. I was, the, you know, just doing it without the ball. You know, I, I don't know what drove me to do that, but I'm telling you, everything that I did on a court or a field, I had done a million times in my head and, and had made it. And this may be a total not true story, but, you know, I heard of a fella, a Vietnam uh, prisoner of war who uh, – you know, I, there's one story where a guy shot 18 holes of golf on his favorite golf course back home, and he was in prison for years and years and years. He came home, and, and the first thing he wanted to do 
was go play golf, and he sh- shot a great score. And they said, man, how did you come from Vietnam and shoot a great score here and you haven't been playing? And he says, I've been playing in my mind every day, and that's what kept me sane. And, again, that may be a total bogus story, but, but that's how I view visualization is you see it, you think it, and eventually you get to prove it and do it on the field. And that and that that's how I, that's how I view it. And you know, it's back to the shooting free throws. You know, think it through. Pitching, I used to think about situations. Man, where am I going to throw this pitch? It's three two. You know, two outs, bases loaded. Where am I going to throw it? And I'm always throwing a strike, and I'm striking the guy out. And that, that's what I did. That's and I, maybe I'm the only crazy kid that did that. I don't think I am, but uh, I, maybe I'm the only one that did do that. But but uh, to me, that is what visualization is about. But it's also about having a love of the game. There are so many kids that don't have that love for the game. And truly, to be good at something, you've got to love it. I've even heard a story. Willie Cauley-Stein plays for Kentucky. I've heard people say that NBA scouts, one of the reasons he may have not been a top five draft pick this year is the NBA are not convinced that he loves the game. And, and to be a pro athlete, you've got to love the game. And, and, and I think there's some truth to that. I really do. Uh, you know, because I loved, I loved basketball. I loved baseball. I couldn't wait to get on the field every day. I sat in class thinking about, you know, man, we got a game tonight. I mean, I'm ready to go. And so there's a love that, that, uh, that you have to have there. And, you know, I'm speaking for my own son. As a young child, I don't think he had a love for the game like I did. And I think that may have been one of the things that maybe slowed his development down is he didn't have a love for the game. And so I think now he does have a love for the game. Now that, that you know, these last two or three years, he's really developed it. Um, you know, we didn't force him into baseball. He wanted to play, but success at something can also make you love something. And when you realize, hey, I can do this, then there's a love there. But anyway, I know it's a, that's a long way to answer your question, but a long way around the world. But, but that's what I would say to that.